Sometimes you just got to get hyped with the music. Sometimes you just have to feel it. And sometimes you just have to be embracing the whole QP Sports Exchange movement. It is your boy, Vince, and we are about to do this podcast. Today's show is basketball, basketball centric. We usually do a hoop questions Monday. We did not. Tuesday is a nif- is the different day, and we gonna take care of you much properly. That's how we do it here at QP Sports Exchange. So um, I'm gonna give you the rundown, give you a little bit about what's going on, and then we'll get into the show. So buckle up, it's gonna be a good one. Um, what we're going to talk about today, um, a lot of the playoffs, you know, we'll get to draft at some point, but we're going to, um, talk a little bit about a, a coaching nugget that I recently listened to and then did some research on, and I'm going to give some flowers to a gentleman who definitely deserves it, been working real hard, um, we're going to talk about what the next move for Miami is. We're also going to talk about the incidents in the NBA. We have a new, um, we have a, oh my God, we have a new segment. I just call it hashtag takes. It's going to be little quick takes right off the dome about what's going on or what I've seen that was impressive. We're going to have a little bit about Luka Doncic and what I've seen from him. And then I have a question, Lakers AD woes or pivot, I'll let you know about that a little bit later. So that's what's on the docket for today. Now, a little bit about what's going on. Um, I don't think I clarified it in the football pod that I put out a couple days ago. If you are a QP Nation complete you know army ranger type dude and you get both podcasts there's a football pod out there for you and you are welcome to that okay there are some good takes in there um and i want to say that the energy level that you see today is what the energy level needs to be and i'm going to tell you before the hiatus and before this new podcast and the last podcast there wasn't a lot of this energy um there were some things going on in the house. Yes, there were some business-related podcast things that were going on. But there were some other things going on in the house. And what I'm going to tell you right now as somebody who is struggling in your in your content, if you're struggling in your art form, if you're struggling in your writing, if you're struggling in school, if you're struggling at your job, I'm going to tell you right now, just persevere. Those dark days will come. You know what I'm saying? Get the right people around you. Uh, Shouts out to my beautiful wife uh, who holds it down on a regular basis. Um, And also the other thing is be prepared for people who are in your life who will say the wrong thing even though they mean well. Okay? So take that in. Be prepared for people that are in your life that will say the wrong thing, but they mean well. So understand the premise of where it's coming from. 
But the other thing is this. Every day is new. Every day is it you just try and you put one foot in front of the other and you just keep going on. And this is the energy that I was trying to get and I wasn't able to. And, you know, we talked about mental health issues on the show in the past. We've talked about um, there's a family member that is struggling. Um, it has gone to pass that her struggle is more of an obstacle when it comes to myself and my wife. And, you know, it has been presented to us and it's hard because this is a person who's young, um, who really has not seen the world, you know, has not gone through the things that, you know, somebody who is my age has gone through. You know, um, I date myself. I'm a Magic Johnson fan, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But, you know, I've been through some stuff. I've seen some things, and I think that my wisdom and my knowledge can be helpful. But at this point, the vessel cannot receive it. So we got to move on. The problem is, is that, you know, there's a person also in the house who depends on me, um, depends on my wife a little bit. And, you know, that's my mother and, you know, she's in charge of this other individual and, you know, some things aren't right. You know, I'll just say it like that. I'll just say it's not right. Um, I was raised differently. My mother was a little more of a task master at that time. And now she's not, you know, you know, just with age and, and things and, you know, um, you know, you lose your fastball a little bit. And everybody does. You know, I can't do the things that I used to do at 25. Now pushing 49. You know what I'm saying? I just can't. I know I sound younger than 49. I know the face is of a 27-year-old. That's just, you know, God just being great to me. So I, I just try to keep my sexy. You know what I'm saying? I just try to keep it going like that. But I regressed back into the story. And basically, it was more of a situation is um, when you put titles on people, and the thing about it is, is that these titles are ingrained in us, right? We have these titles from birth. So when you have a mom, dad, you kind of have a, a definition for that. When you have an aunt, uncle, you have a definition for that. When you have a cousin, you have a brother, you have a best friend. Those, they have definitions that come with it. And usually those definitions are pretty standard, you know, uh, you know, care for one another, you know, um, in tight moments, that person's going to be there. And the thing about it is, is that we live in a society that's flawed. You know what I'm saying? I'm flawed. You're flawed. You know, there was really only one person who walked this earth that was perfect. And, you know, he died for our sins. So that is that deal. So the thing about it is, is that, you know, I tried to meet a lot of people where they are. You know, that's my whole deal. Everybody is redeemable. You heard me say that on this podcast. It's nothing new. Um, but when sometimes the philosophy is just different just because of, you know, how I was raised to how this other person is being raised, it's just different. And it's one of those things where you just go, okay, my my information is not being valued. 
you know, you just you're just at a point where your information is 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 not valued and you just have to get to a point where okay, how am I going to deal with this because when I was brought in, I was told that I am going to have parenting say. And it seems like that agreement has not been um, kept. So, but the love is there. You know, you just wish well for people. You think that what is going on. And here's the thing. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I don't. But my thing is, is that it really drug me down. I'm sorry about that. I'm glad that I was able to get it out. You know how I talk about in this podcast that it is transparency all the way through. I do it for you guys. But the other thing is I hope that this is a teaching moment because at the end of the day, this is what I really love to do. And this is I want to give this energy to you all the time. And it's one of those things where. I'm going to say this, and this is something I'm saying to myself when I'm saying it for you. Do not let anyone in your life just extinguish your light. So I want to say that so it's clear. I want to say that it's concise. Do not let anyone in your life extinguish your light, your fire that burns. But whatever it is that you have a passion for, yo, put that to the side and continue the passion. So I'm back. I'm ready to roll. That's what's going on at the crib. That's what's going on with me. Again, sorry about the hiatus. We are back. And here's the great thing. The pot is stacked. And we're about ready to go. So kick back and relax and enjoy the pod and I'll be with you momentarily. You know, I do a lot of research on the podcast. I try to give information and I also try to give insight into the goings on in the NBA that are going to be important to us down the road. And the one thing that I try to keep my close eye on is talent at the coaching level. We had a coaching change in the middle of the season it was haphazard to say the least and there was a gentleman on the bench um mr vanderpool that was uh the assistant head coach and he was passed over for um a gentleman who was in a different organization but 
had a lot of credentials, and you know he turned that he turned that Minnesota Timberwolves uh, franchise a little bit around. It looks like it has some direction, so it worked out in the end. So you know we're always looking for like the next guy. And I was listening to a podcast, and I'm gonna go ahead. Shouts out to Ryan Wasillo. Um, I love Ryan Wasillo when he was on um, Scott Van Pelt. And when they hosted SVP and Rosillo on ESPN Radio, and it was a podcast, it was dope. Um, I really like Ryan's sense of humor. I love life advice, Ryan. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm a big geek for it. I can't wait for it at the end of the show. You are killing it with Kyle. And now my main man, Saruti, is back on the air. And, uh, yo, you guys are killing it. But, um... Ryan sat down with a, a gentleman by the name of Adrian Griffin. And you might not know that name because of the fact that he wasn't a superstar when he played in the league. Now, he played in the league from 1999 to 2008. Okay, he played with a lot of various teams. The Celtics, the the defunct Seattle Sea Supersonics. Okay, oh, shots out to... The Pacific Northwest. Shouts out to Seattle. Y'all deserve a team. You know what we're talking about. NBA, do the right thing. I don't know what we're going to do. Get some expansion and get Seattle a squad. Because the Supersonics back in the NBA, it was right for the NBA. It was right for the Pacific Northwest. And shouts out to Seattle again. All right. So my man Adrian Griffin played for um the the Chicago Bulls after that. He played for Milwaukee. And he had a nice little career. He was um he's a Seton Hall alum, Go Hall. Everybody who knows me knows what my situation with Seton Hall is. So you know that. So now here's the other thing is that now since 2008, my man Adrian Griffith has been an assistant coach for a lot of places. So I'm going to pick up my pad here and I'm going to tell you the places that he's been. Okay, he's been under Scott Skiles in Milwaukee. He's been under Billy Donovan in OKC. That was the MVP Russell Westbrook year. Okay, he was also with Coach Tibbs in Chicago. Guess what? That was the Derrick Rose MVP situation. Okay, and then now my man is in Toronto under Nick Nurse, and you know what they've done over the last couple years. All right, you know they got that title. Shouts out to We Are the North, O Canada. And by the way, Canada, pick up your game and start coming on the podcast and start laying down. And being represented and start downloading and subscribing this podcast because we are taking over the world. That is what we do here. We are trying to dominate the podcast business. And that's why this energy is so dope today. But getting back to Adrian Griffin, my man has toiled in the league for a long time. He is the right-hand man to Nick Nurse. He's kind of the defensive coordinator of the Toronto team. And if you remember what that Toronto team was doing to Milwaukee and doing to other teams so dirty, like in the playoffs when they were completely whole, I mean, this guy has been around for a while. He's paid his dues, and I hope that he gets a real look when some coaching vacancies come up. 
you know, I just, I like a guy like this. And here's the other thing. Listen to the podcast with Ryan Rossillo and Adrian Griffin. And here's the deal. This guy is so gracious. He's so excited about every opportunity. He toiled in the CBA. He went overseas to play basketball. When he finally got to the NBA, he was a 25-year-old rookie. And he was so excited to be on a summer league team. Like, he went three years without being on a summer league team. So your grind has to be so special to do that. Okay? And then he bounced around the league. He became a, a player that would help other players out and help them get extra work, young players and things of that nature. And Scott and Scott Skiles took a liking to him, not as a just as a player, but he was like, yo, when you're done, yo, you're gonna be on my staff. And that started his coaching career. And every stop along the way, um, all you hear is nothing about you hear nothing but just great good guy good energy um a pleasure to be around insightful um really a guy who can get the message to the players he's relatable in a sense of listen i know this is not what you want to do but this is why you have to do this situation and this is why you have to do it this way even though you don't like it because this is how we're going to be successful if you're able to communicate that to player eight or player six because sometimes that's very important because we got some dudes in the league that are six men and they are flourishing in their role but Sometimes that six man doesn't want to be a six man. That six man wants to be a, he thinks he should start. That six man thinks that he should get 22 shots a game. So it's really important to be relatable. It's really important to communicate your message in an effective way. And it looks like Adrian Griffin is doing that. And I'm always going to have an affinity for the dudes that came from the hall. Go hall. Um, Shouts out to my dude who's, who's, who's doing what? He's doing G League right now. Uh, Miles Powell. You know what I'm saying? I hope that dude gets it. I hope he gets into the NBA. He was so dirty when he was at Seton Hall. Man, go look back at at the tapes of Miles Powell in the NCAA tournaments and like the Big East tournaments when he was just cooking fools. It was just crazy. I love that kid. He got some real tenacity to him, but that's what I'm talking about. Adrian Griffin is one of those guys that just took every situation as a gift. He ran with it. And made the absolute most of it. And those are the guys that you root for to get opportunities in the association. Those are the type of guys that you hope um, are able to to lead young men and establish veterans and try to build a culture that is super special. I know there's a lot of ingredients to it. I know that it it's a owner that knows their role. It's a or a governor now. We gotta call them governor. Can't call them owners anymore. So governors that know their role, right? 
GMs that are getting you the pieces that you need and understand your vision. So I understand there's a lot of things that go on to make a successful organization. That's why we are blessed here in the La La to be dealing with the Lakers all the time. And right across the street, you see the Clippers and you see what's going on there. Um, but I hope that Adrian Griffin gets a a shot this year when a coaching vacancy comes up. I hope that this podcast is able to reach some people that know some people that say, hey, Adrian Griffin, that's a name that we should look at for this this uh, coaching vacancy opening, and let's bring this guy in. So that's our hope. QP Sports Exchange definitely endorses Adrian Griffin. He's the defensive coordinator for the Toronto Raptors, so to speak. Assistant coach, but brings so much energy. Those guys uh, swear by him. He's one of them dudes. And y'all give him some love on Twitter and stuff like that. Look up my man. I should have done my research before the podcast and gave you his Twitter handle. But look that dude up. Give that dude some love. Follow that dude. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? We, we rooting for you, Adrian. And we hope that soon you will be standing on that sideline as a HC instead of a AC. You know what I'm saying? All right, guys. So what we're going to do is going to get into the next thing that we're going to talk about. Um, we got a couple things that are really pressing. And the first thing that I want to get to is this. I'm not going to get here, get up here on my pedestal and tell you about the incidents in the NBA, how bad they are. Listen, here's the deal. Human beings should be able to treat human beings like human beings. Okay? I don't have to tell you about spitting on people and what, what that does or whatever. I'm not here to just blow fans up who are sitting courtside, you know, and always have a situation when you're sitting courtside, you have a, a, a social contract. You know, that's a potential scary incident waiting to happen every single time but we're hoping that the people who sit down there who can afford those seats can act appropriately but i'm not gonna get in on all that there's a simple way to fix this a real simple way and listen owners of nba i'm sorry governors of nba franchises here's the fix don't have people sitting courtside. The only people sitting courtside are media, TV members only, uh, team personnel, and security. Now have like a second, you know, have a second level. That second level is where the fans sit. They still got shouting. You know, they, you know, they're not too far away from the court where, you know, their presence isn't felt. You know, if you want to heckle a guy and say, oh, you're garbage or you're trash or, you know, you're playing like trash or whatever case may be. You know what? Listen, you pay for the ticket. You can do all that. But talking about what somebody's mama, somebody's kid that's in the, uh, you know, in the stands and stuff like that. Yo, man, that's not cool. All right. Nobody comes to your job and heckles you at all. 
You don't have that type of job. And I understand. They make 20, 30 million dollars. So they should be, you know, more thick skinned. Nah, dog. Those are people. Those are men. Those are human beings just like you and me. They got feelings. Just like I was talking about early in this podcast. Some days you have some dark ones. Some days you don't feel motivated. Some days you don't feel the juice. Some days you don't feel the energy, the love that you need to give to this podcast to make it awesome so everybody will listen to it. Right? So those guys have those days too. Those guys have marital issues too. Those guys have family issues too. And by the way, COVID made us all equal, right? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, oh, just poor people got COVID and died. Carl Anthony Towns lost seven people during COVID. I don't even have, I don't even know how he actually played this season knowing that he lost seven family members, his mom, who was very close to him, you know what I'm saying? And she's not there anymore. So these are human beings. They should be treated as such. We should not be spitting on people. And the quick fix is this. You know what? Keep the um, the benches the way they are. Keep the baseline the way it is. It's for players and players coming out the game. And, you know, they're cooling down or whatever. And then they got their little spot on the bench. You know what I'm saying? The coaches got a little more room now to kind of walk up down the sideline. That whole deal. Right? You know, how many sprained ankles came out of, you know, people sitting on those sidelines and sitting on those baselines and stuff like that, too? And them jumping over fans and all that sort of stuff. So... You know what? Just have a second bowl. You know, if you have to have some sort of VIP section for your superstars, like, you know, Chris Rock coming to the game or whatever, you can do that. But it's still like maybe it's behind the players that are in the cool off area or whatever. Or there's a special section behind like the, the media members and the people who are doing TV. Maybe they're right behind there. But they don't need to be right at the sideline, you know, talking. And they're talking not just trash about the player. They're talking about trash about the player's wife. You know, some people have gone as, as sick as, you know, talking about somebody's sick child, you know, and whatever the case may be. So, you know what? It's the old rule. If you would be embarrassed to tell your mom that story about you, you know, saying something about or doing something to somebody or whatever, if you would be embarrassed about telling your mom that story, you probably shouldn't do it, right? You know, I'm not trying to go old school. I'm not like get off my lawn guy or whatever, but these incidents are crazy. And we need to put a stop to it and just get back to the business of basketball and loving the NBA and the athletes and athletic prowess that these dudes have. And we should be talking about dunks on people's faces, how they just got murdered in the paint. We should be talking about rundown block, drive-by blocks. I like to call them drive-by blocks because they're awesome. All right. 
We should be talking about stuff like that. We should be talking about Trey Young cooking fools. We should not be talking about Trey Young getting spit on. We shouldn't be talking about Russell Westbrook having popcorn thrown on him. We should be asking, yo, is his ankle okay? Are these triple doubles going to continue to happen? That's what we should be talking about. All right? We shouldn't be talking about you got released from your house because COVID is over and you don't know how to handle yourself appropriately in public. So that's really all I'm going to say on that. And we're going to keep it moving because you know we got a... Just a just an awesome show. Okay, yo, we want to pivot right now into Miami Heat time. Okay, so 305, where you at? Okay, this segment is for you. So, Heat are done. The Miami Heat went down to the Milwaukee Bucks. It wasn't close. It was a sweep. And it was done in a most efficient, surgically precision type of situation that you could ever see. That team was not, after game one, that was it. It was over. And let's see what we have to do next year. Now, Miami, okay, here's the deal. I want you to get better, okay? Now, I know the first initial reaction is to go grab whomever the next disgruntled mega superstar there is. I got you, but I have another option. All right, so we got some free agency dollars coming in. All right, and this offseason, there's a young man by the name of John Collins who is still playing, by the way. For the Atlanta Hawks. Now. Atlanta. ATL. I'm not trying to take one of your dudes. Hear me out. Alright Miami fans. 305. Check this out. John Collins. Is a dude for you. Let me tell you why. John Collins. Is somebody. That you can stick next to Bam. Okay. You have kind of a. Pseudo. New version. Twin Tower situation. It gives you that physical toughness that Pat Riley loves. And here's the thing John Collins strokes it really well from outside. Okay. Here's the other thing about John Collins. Okay. A lot of people have been kind of down on him this year, but he's the type of power forward that he's still going to get his, he's still going to make his money. Now, did you know that John Collins this year averaged 2.6 less attempts from the field? Now, you stress that over a 72-game season, okay? You're talking about over 150 attempts that were less for him over this year. And the reason for that is that Atlanta got better, okay? Bogdanovich is playing awesome, okay? Um, DeAndre Hunter is back. 
and he's going to definitely demand touches. Gallinari is going to demand touches. And Capella has really surprised again. And you know what? Capella is a dude that a lot of teams in the league would love to have. And Atlanta is blessed to have him. So, ATL, you got your dude. But John Collins might be kind of a luxury to you guys now with Bajanovic playing well, Gallinari playing well, Hunter playing well, and you still got other wings like Kevin Herter. I love that dude. I wish I could get that dude on the Lakers. Okay? Um, you got Cam Reddish, who was hurt this year. Hopefully, he'll, he'll come back and he'll stroke it. And you got other dudes as well. You got Lou Williams. So, it's not like, oh, we don't have enough size to do. Oh, and they have uh, Aneka Kongu as well. So this is the guy who's a luxury item to the ATL. Okay. Now, John Collins goes to the Miami Heat. Here's the thing. He's shooting it almost at 40% from three-point line. And this is career. He shot at 39.9 this year. Last year, he shot at 37.8. So this is where he lives. He sh- he lives in 38% three-point shooting. Okay? He's the type of guy that can get you 22 and 12 on a nightly basis. That's something that you can sit there and go, okay, we know that from John Collins, we're going to get 22 and 12. That is a valuable commodity to have and also here's the thing if you get John Collins you can take a little pressure off Bam Adebayo and now he can kind of okay I gotta stretch out my range you know I gotta get my jump shot right you know what I'm saying maybe I get me a couple more post moves how can I better myself on the defense oh I got John Collins over here so now I can focus a little bit more on defense and maybe I just settle in as a, like a 15 to 17 point player but I get like three blocks a game. I'm averaging 14 rebounds. You don't know. But John Collins would be an excellent pick for the Miami Heat. If you're looking for that superstar, don't do it. Because here's the other thing. By getting John Collins, you're going to save anywhere between 12 to $16 million on the cap. And what is 12 to $16 million in the NBA? Oh, that's that critical role player that you need off the bench. Or you might get two mid-level dudes who put you over the top. So sometimes less is more. Sometimes you just got to think outside the box. And I hope this helps the Heat fans out there who are suffering right now because they are not dancing in the playoffs anymore so he fans what do you think about john collins coming to heat culture how would he fit in i want to hear from you at twitter qpp network on instagram and facebook that's question point pod network So we have a new segment. It's called 
Hashtag takes. The reason for this segment is just things that we want to have a little quick hits on and talk about real quick, but we want to give some flowers to people or we want to say, what the heck was that? All right. So we'll talk about three to five things a week. That we saw in the NBA now during the offseason. Probably not a lot of this. But during the season, we're going to try this and see how it takes off. But I hope you guys enjoy it. So the first thing that I saw that deserved some some love was Jason Tatum um, in Game 3 scored 50 points in a win over Brooklyn. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, Jason Tatum is a real dude. Now... He carried that team on his back through game three against the big three. Man, uh, shouts out to Jason Tatum. Um, it's just tough to see his brother go down, Jalen Brown, uh, Kimball Walker hurt, you know, um, and see, you know, I'm not saying they would have beat Brooklyn at all. I definitely think that Brooklyn is uh, just so talented and so scary in every way possible. That you can possibly think. But, uh, you know, him just putting on that performance just let everybody know, like, listen, I ain't no punk. You ain't just going to choke us out, and that's just going to be it. I got something to say about this. So, shouts out to Jason Tatum on that. Um, you know, the Denver Nugget Portland Trailblazers series is being weird to me. It just doesn't seem like it has like a super good flow. Um, you know, there hasn't been like there's been good performances, definitely some clutch shooting towards the end. Norman Powell has gotten off a little bit, and you know I'm always going to home for any of the UCLA kids. So shouts out to Norman Powell. Um But the just the games have been weird to me. They just lack flow, fluidity. They just I thought it would be a more entertaining series. I think it's still going to go seven. I still am really torn about who I'll go, who I would take in the series. I just don't understand how Denver can beat Dame in that crew. No disrespect to Denver. I think Jokic is just ridiculous. I think that dude has played out of his mind. I just, you know, the, the backcourt is a mess in Denver. Everybody's hurt. You're playing with like third, third string dudes right now. It just, I just don't know how Jokic, who is absolutely the MVP, and yes, you heard it here. I said he's absolutely the MVP. Okay. And for you people who are tripping and saying Steph is the MVP, listen, I love Steph, all right? That babyface assassin gave me plenty of nights of enjoyment. But most valuable player, or whatever the case may be, let's just give Jokic his flowers and understand that he had a dope year. He had a year for the ages. Shouts out to the big man out there. Joel MB doing his thing. Jokic doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Capella doing his thing. The Stifle Tower doing his thing. Even though I don't like that he sits there and asks official scores for blocks. And, and uh, 
you know, deflections. I don't like that part of your game, big Frenchman. Okay? So you might want to dial that back a little bit. All right? But, yeah, this series has been weird. And I think that Portland's probably going to end up winning it, even though Jokic is playing out of his mind. Now, the the third thing I want to get to is it looks like the Clippers have uh, somehow jumped out of the coffin and have put themselves back in the Maverick series. They are now 2-2. They were down 0-2 to the Mavericks. Did not look good. Luka was killing people, and we will get to Luka in a second because I got some love for that guy. Um, But Paul George... And Kawhi Leonard became the star. Well, Kawhi's been doing it all series, okay? Paul George has been played play well, but I didn't see him impose his will. The last couple games, I saw him impose his will. That made me excited. I was super pumped about that. And the best part about it is, is now they're 2-2, and they might be able to stay in Los Angeles for right now but here is the breaking news of the day reports are from Woj of course Woj bomb is that Luca is feeling a lot better and let me tell you something if Luca is real close to game two and the start of game three because people remember this if you're a Clipper fan remember this you were down 14 to 2 and it looked Pretty much like the remake version of Game 1 and 2. Because Luka was dealing again. He was looking at dudes like, you can't guard me. You know what I'm saying? Why is this little dude on me? This dude don't have no answer for me. He was just like almost indignant about it. He was just like, why is this guy on me? This is the best you have? He was like the perfect WWE heel. You know what I'm saying? He's talking to the crowd, saying, like, this dude got no business being within 10 feet of me. You know, he's staring dudes down. You know what I'm saying? It's just all the stuff that you want. It's all the stuff that you want, man. It's just great. And Luca's doing business. But as soon as he got hurt, yeah, all that quiet down. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George started doing their thing. And now the series is tied at 2-2. So now I think uh, the last thing is this. And we said it. We said it in a podcast. I want to say it was about college basketball. Some of the kids that were coming out. But I'm going to say it again. Yo, the youngins are coming, man. Like back in the day, the Redcoats are coming. You know what I'm saying? Paul Revere out there. I feel like Paul Revere now. The youngins are coming. Trey Young and John Morant. You know, and, and Luca, who we'll get to momentarily because I got a whole thing on him. Um, Trey Young and John Morant have announced themselves to the league that they are here. Okay? There's no doubt about it. These are superstars, young superstars in the league. Do they have their, um, you know, do they have their their weaknesses of course they do you know these are young cats you know finally getting a taste of playoff basketball 
Of course they do. But Trey Young is not scared of the moment. You can see it. He's enjoying every last second of torching New York Nick fan and whomever is in front of him. He is like, yo, you about to get this work. I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself to you. I'm Ice Trey, and I'm cold-blooded, and this three is going in your eye socket, and there's nothing you or your family can do about it. And that's what Trey is saying to people on a regular basis that wear a Nick uniform. So there is nothing but positivity let me give him his flowers i'm excited trey yo man you doing your thing keep doing it real real big bro hold it down for the a and all of that now let me get to my boy john morant now when i saw this kid come out of school i was like yo this kid is going to be special okay and in his rookie year he did not disappoint the second year you know, a little disappointing, but here's the thing. When you don't have any practice because the schedule is so truncated, when you don't have, you know, time, because your whole, your whole regimen this year was thrown off because of COVID, you know, sometimes you got to get up at, I don't know if the fans know this, but okay, listeners, a little inside the NBA type situation. Some of these dudes was getting up at like 5.30 in the morning not to go work out, but to take a COVID test. That takes like 30 minutes. So you get that COVID test because it's got to be the rapid COVID test or whatever the case may be, okay? Now you got to go into whatever your flow was. So if you're a dude who got up, got shots in early or whatever the case may be before practice, and now you got to do a COVID test, that can throw you all your mojo off, your swag is not good, and everything like that. So my man struggled this year. I chalk it up to COVID, pandemic. Okay, we all living through it. We all have our situations. But my man in the playoffs, he said, oh, yeah, I'm that dude. I'm going to tell you right now, I am that dude, and there's nothing you can do about it. I am going to put up filth. Some of his layups are so gorgeous that you just sit there and you just go, hold on, I got to rewind that. Wait. Oh, yo, shots out to being a rewind live action TV. You know what I'm saying? I'm super excited about that. But John Morant has been knocking down the trade bucket on a consistent level. It's opened up his inside game. His passing has been great. And it's just such a good little start for a young team to get that playoff thing, get that playoff, you know, okay, we know what the playoffs are like. We've been on this stage before. So now they can take it to the next level. And it's great to see John Morant and Trey Young just holding it down for the young fellas and saying, yo, we are here and we not scared. And we about to give you all of this work. All of it. You about to get it. So that's the that's that's the uh the little hashtag takes. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna do this every week. And I hope it's a good segment for you. I hope everybody is enjoying it. And it's just one of those things where we try something new to give you and um 
We hope that it's, you know, getting received well and we're going to continue it. And if you got any uh, comments or questions about it, get on my social media, you know, Twitter, QPP Network and on Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network. And uh, hit me up and tell me like something you saw and we'll go ahead and we'll put that on the pod and we'll give you your flowers for that. So, you know, keep me honest. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of games. Sometimes, you know, your boy got other stuff going on. You can't see every, every second of every game. You know what I'm saying? But well, I, I try. You know what I'm saying? And then I get up into that YouTube and I get up into that ESPN and I make it happen. So I can give you really engrossing takes about what I saw and hopefully it's jiving with what you saw. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to get into Luka now. Now, Luka Doncic got hurt in game three, but before he got hurt, and if you saw game one and game two, Luka Doncic is a different animal. Uh, this guy is a beast, and he is getting buckets on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with no problem whatsoever. And then when they stick Patrick Beverly on him, he just laughs. He's laughing at Patrick Beverly. Pat Bev, okay? Pat Bev, who earned his chops as a defensive player. As a defensive-minded dude, a gritty dude, he's laughing at him. He's like, yo, this is a clown show. This ain't for real. You ain't putting this little dude on me and think for one second he going to stop me from just absolutely getting buckets because I'm going to get a bunch of them on this little dude. I'm going to abuse him. All right? And then when they switch to Zubach, oh, that dude is so lost. Oh, my God. Luca literally looks at that dude like a, like a piece of steak. Every time he sees Zubach switch, he's like, oh, he's, like, he's so excited. But not excited to the point where he messes up. He's just so excited. His eyes get big. He's just like, oh, my, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted. It was perfect. I'm going to just abuse this kid, too. So, Luka is obviously hitting another level. And this got me to thinking, right? Luka Doncic to me, is a player that I would want to build my franchise around. All right? I said it. I'm letting you know right now. Luka Doncic is the dude that I want to build my franchise around. Now, listen. Listen. You know I love Zion. That's my dude. Okay? That's my guy. I love Zion. I love John Morant. I love a lot of these kids that came out this year. You know I'm high on Halliburton. You know that's my guy. You know that I picked LaMelo Ball to be rookie of the year. You know that's my guy. But I'm going to tell you something. Right now, if you said, yo, you're going to have one dude, you're going to get him, and you're going to have him for 10 years, and you build your franchise around that dude, Give me Luka Doncic all day long, 365 days a year. Now, the answer is always LeBron. But keep in mind, I said, you're going to build your team around a franchise. You're going to build a team around this franchise guy for 10 years. LeBron ain't going to be around for 10 years, fool. 
This dude is out like three. He trying to play with Bronny and bounce. He going to play with Bronny and be like, all right, yo. All right, you seen what I did, right? You seen what I accomplished? You seen, now you seen me play with you. Now I want you to go out and do your thing, right? Oh, yeah. Shouts out to LeBron James Jr. I hope the the recuperation from the knee surgery is going well. I hope your rehab is going well, young man. Hope everything is is you're just living lavish on a super level as far as that's concerned. So get back well, get healthy, get your mind right, and get these buckets so you can get into the league and play with your daddy. All right. But uh, Luca is my dude. Now I know there's some Trey Young guys out there that y- y'all love them. Ice Trey is cold, you know that. I've been talking about it, talked about it on last segment. But Luca Doncic does a lot of things, and the one thing that you have to know about me is that I love team play. I love passing. I love, I love spontaneity. I love, I love efficiency. I love tenacity and I just love the ability to go you know what I am Luka Doncic and I am the best player on this floor and I'm gonna get to my spot and there's nothing you can do about it I love that this dude is the closest thing and it's not because he's white okay I don't want nobody coming at me oh 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 why Luka you got to compare Luka to Larry Bird. Listen, I can compare him to whomever I want to compare him to. But what I'm saying about him and Larry Bird is this. This dude got an extra gear that Larry had. Because it's not good enough for him to win. He want to rip your heart out. Man, when he looked at Zubach when the switch came, he was like, I am going to annihilate this kid. I am going to make him be in the fetal position. When he go back to the bench, he ain't going to even want to come back in. That's how bad I'm going to abuse this cat right here. Okay? And then when he looked at Patrick Beverly, he did one of these. He was like, oh. Oh, it's like this now? It's like this? Y'all gonna play me to the left like this? This is who you putting on me right now? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me show you my NBA card. Let me show you the type of bag, the the kind of game I got. Okay? You don't ever disrespect me by putting Patrick Beverly on me. He just killed that cat too. So... What Luca has to me is the ability to elevate a team by himself. I, I like that part. But I really love the part that if if Brunson is cooking or Tim Hardaway Jr. is cooking, he will pass the ball. And my man will go get rebounds. And he does some of the lunch pail stuff. And I get it. He don't fly through the air like Zion. He ain't looking like, you know, some of these cats who came into the league. He ain't looking like Anthony Edwards, you know, 
taking a baseline and just basically just annihilating the backboard and annihilating people. You know what I'm saying? He's not LaMelo Ball who's like just super sick with the... I mean, their passing skills are kind of similar. I think LaMelo got a little more flash to his game, which is exciting, and I love that. And if he keeps on maturing and keeps on developing the way he is, maybe the talk will be LaMelo and not Luka. But right now, Luka's the guy. That's the guy I'm going to build my franchise around. And if y'all want this smoke, y'all know where to find me. Y'all know where my social media is. I'm not hiding from y'all. Okay, come at me, Luca. Next ten years, building a franchise around that guy. Yes, sign me up for ten years of Luca. All right. Now, the last topic of the day is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Is near and dear to every heart in the La La. And what we're gonna do right now, Laker fans, is that we're gonna have a little therapy session. We're gonna have some truth. And we're going to have some a hard talk, okay? So what I'm about to say is it's, it's going to be real shocking. It's going gonna, it's gonna to send shockwaves throughout the city that I love, the la-la. But I got to say it because I'm not going to be fake on this podcast. Y'all know me. I'm not fake. I'm not telling you something that I don't truly believe in. I told you that Shake Milton was going to be the sixth man of the year. I was wrong. My man has lost confidence too or whatever. I got to figure that situation out. But hey, I told you I'm going to be real easy to find on my picks. I'm going to be real easy to find on, you know, the things I'm seeing. If somebody says you're dead wrong and if I'm wrong, you come at me. But let me tell you something right now, Laker fans. AD isn't a number one. And if the Lakers are going to set up for a post-LeBron future, we are going to have to have another star. Because AD is always banged up. Now, this is no fault of his, okay? And uh, shout out to Colin Cowherd because he said this, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say it the way I want to say it, but this is basically what he said. He says AD is a seven footer who moves, slithers, and contorts his body in a, a natural way for a seven footer to be. And now those floors are hard. Those those movements are jarring to the to the ligaments and the tendons. And that dude is just fragile. And Laker fans, before you come at me, here's the deal. Does make does AD make it through the bubble playoffs if he doesn't have that four months off before it? Because remember, there were some points in the bubble where he was hobbling and whatever. He always looks like he's about to die. There's like two times a game that AD looks like he got shot. And I don't know if the man is going to live or not. Now, obviously, that's hyperbole. But at the end of the day, are we able to trust AD to play, you know, 74 games a year? You know, if the if the uh, if the schedule stays the same, if it stays 82 games, are we looking at a dude 
that we can say, okay, we can we can pin that in for 74 games unless something crazy happens, right? And here's the thing. When healthy or halfway healthy or whatever you want to call it, there's been halves where he's taken off where you're just sitting there going like, what's up with this? What's going on with this? Why are you chilling? Why are you chilling right now when you are the seventh seed and Phoenix is the two seed and you need to, you know, be with it and be locked in for these playoff runs and go ahead and be the just a big bad bad guy and just take everybody out. I don't see that AD. AD doesn't have that. I think LeBron kind of in a sense why LeBron standing next to him, he looks like that. But I don't think AD personally has that. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I'm not saying he doesn't have a will to win. I'm not saying that he's not all-time great talent. I'm not saying that he doesn't do spectacular things on the basketball court. I'm not saying that he's not a valued member of this team. I'm not saying that I don't love I don't love seeing AD hit 18-foot jump shots from weird angles. I'm not saying that I don't love seeing him dunk on people and block shots. None of that. I would love to see AD do that consistently. But see, that's the point. There is my there is my caveat. I would like to see him do it consistently. Be there. Play games. Now listen, I'm not saying the groin injury is his problem. I'm not saying this is like, oh, he needs to be in better shape. This is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. As a Laker fan, we want to win championships, right? Right? That's our standard is banners. We don't put Western Conference first place divisional championships. We don't do that. It's all about the NBA Finals and winning that Larry OB. That's what it's about. And if this dude can't stay healthy, and this dude is after post-LeBron, keep in mind, we only got like three more years of LeBron, right? Okay? So we better, we better take advantage of these situations. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm Rob Palinka, okay? Now, I know this might sound blasphemous this i know i know stephen a smith might be going oh no vince what the hell are you talking about now i can't believe you come on airwaves and bring this blasphemous talk about one anthony davis i can't believe you saying this i can just hear stephen a smith right now screaming at me just screaming just being mad but here's the thing Okay, here's the deal with this situation, right? You gonna tell me like John Collins couldn't do somewhat of what AD does, right? You gonna tell me that Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he might not be the defensive maven, but do you think a LeBron James Michael Porter Jr. thing would look good? Do you think a John Collins LeBron James would look good. Okay. I mean, that's my point. I'm not saying AD is not all-time talent. It's not saying that I don't even want him on the team. What I'm saying is, is that if we are looking like, because the way we looked at it last year and the way we looked at it in that bubble was this. Oh, 
this is perfect. You got an older star who can kind of teach the newer star to learn how to win, learn how to train, learn how to, you know, take over a game, learn the tempo of the game, learn your teammates, learn how to dominate when you need to dominate, learn how to kind of, you know, navigate the season because you're going to be in the finals like me every single year and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. I think we really felt like, oh, AD about to get the cheat code from LeBron. He about to get the cheat code from LeBron James. Oh, man, we about to be running this situation for a minute, kid. Let me tell you something. Laker fans out here was like, yo, dog, I don't care who people got, okay? We got AD and LeBron James, and you can't tell me nothing. We was all about it. Purple and gold, we still that way. We about that life. We about that purple and gold life, okay? But I'm going to tell you, Laker fans, that if LeBron James left tomorrow, I would be on the phone calling teams with young bigs or just exquisite wings and go, yo, how can I work some kind of AD for your wing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be on the phone immediately because, to me, the headmaster would be gone, and that's LeBron James. And the headmaster is, like, usually, these are, like, private schools, you know, and everything like that. You know, you got to spend a ton of money for your kid to go there, and the headmaster is in charge of everything, okay? But LeBron James is in charge of everything. And AD looks a lot better next to LeBron. But you take LeBron away, uh, what we getting? What we getting? We getting 58, 62 games a year from AD? You know what I'm saying? Uh, is that is that what we're getting? Because let me tell you something: the other superstar to partner up with AD ain't gonna be looking at that going. That's that's great. That's a I sign up for that. Yo, AD is gonna miss twenty four games a year. That's cool. Um, we'll always be like a three seed and have to battle our way to the top. Not saying that you couldn't do it, but it's always harder when you're not the number one seed. Whatever. Now fans are coming back into the stadium, coming out back into the arenas. So it's a different atmosphere. It's a different animal, and. My man AD is just not adorable enough. I'm sorry. I said it. LA, Laker fans, Lake Show, Laker Nation, get after me. Tell me I'm wrong, but that's how I feel. Okay, here is quick, real quick, 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 quick. Um, This is the read on tonight's game. Game five, Lakers. This is what I expect to see. This is what I want. And if I don't get it, you know what? I'm going to get a mad boy. But check this out. All right. So. All right. For the Lakers to win tonight. All right. I'm going to need Dennis Schroeder to earn his back. I'm going to need 22 points. You know, I'm going to need like six to eight assists. And I'm going to need him to absolutely frustrate the hell out of Chris Paul where he's looking 
out the window and he's scared because he thinks some kind of calamity is going to happen and then Jake from State Farm shows up and he tells him that this is going to go surprisingly well and Chris Paul still looks all nervous that's exactly how I want Chris Paul to look tonight when he's in front of my dude with the blonde streak in the hair Dennis Schroeder Dennis if you want this back if you want this cash you want all this money I'm gonna need you to give me a performance that's worthy of that money you need 22 to 24 points and Chris Paul you should know what he ate for breakfast you should know what perfume his wife is wearing because she kissed him on the cheek and told him good luck before the game. You should know all this. So Dennis Schroeder, I'm looking for big things out of you so you can earn your back. Then I'm going to need LeBron James to get 27 to 30 points, but he going to have to up his rebounding. He's going to have to get into that 14 range unless Andre Drummond goes crazy. And then I'm going to need 11 assists from LeBron. So I'm going to need just LeBron to be LeBron. Now, here's the other thing. Kyle Kuzman. Yo, my man. Like, it's cool you got your back. But, dude, like, for real, when you going to start getting buckets consistently, like, you need to drop 18 points tonight on, like, 6 of 11 shooting. It needs to be efficient. You need to hit a couple threes. You need to look real confident out there like you a superstar or like you a vet or whatever the case may be. But I'm going to tell you right now, Kyle Kuzma needs to show up in this game for the Lakers to win. And that's really all I got to say about that. And we are about to bounce up out of here. So here it is again. I'm glad that we were able to bring you back a basketball pod. Who questions Monday will return Monday. You know how we do it. So this will be the last Tuesday pod. But we're going to go back to Monday. And y'all need, listen, be good to one another, but be good to yourself. Take care of you. Make sure you're okay. Make sure you have the right people around you. Make sure you have the people who are around you that are, um, that are giving you that sage advice that you would need. They're giving you encouragement. They're giving you that that edification that you know what you can do it. That you are worthy. That you are putting in the work that is necessary for you to reach your dream. Make sure your people around you are tight. Then when your situation is doing well, listen, be good to your neighbor. It doesn't take much to be good to your neighbor. If you got a little extra food or whatever the case may be, you got some clothing that you ain't using anymore or whatever, you know what? Get that to your neighbor. Make sure that we are taking care of one another that are right around us, okay? And then for the last thing is if you can, as things open up, things are like we're two weeks away from opening up here completely. You know, if you can donate your time, if you have the situation where your pockets are are, are, are blessed, that God is taking care of you, put you in a fruitful situation, you go ahead and you give back to 
local communities that are struggling. You know, there's a lot of people out here who are homeless. There's a lot of people out here who are um, <clears throat> having, um, you know, eating eating insecurities and things of that nature. So let's go ahead and take care of our people. And then again, on the mental illness thing is this. Listen, there's a lot of help out there for people. Okay, the one thing about it is, is that when you have the help, you got to do some of the work, too. Okay, you got to want that help so you can get tools to help you become a person that allows you to to do a lot more things and um experience things that you probably weren't thinking about experiencing because a whole new world has opened up to you because your outlook has opened up and that's the whole thing with the mental illness thing is that you go into such a dark tunnel and you can't see your way out and you know there are people there to help you and i hope that um if you're struggling with it you're not slapping the hands away that are trying to help you that's my hope is that there are people out here who are struggling, who are taking that hand and then getting that help that they need. And that's my prayer and that's my blessing to you. And we're going to keep it moving. Who questions Monday will be back. We are going to do a Friday pod. That will be the football pod. Football Friday is in full effect. That'll happen later on in the week. But for now, I am out and I am bouncing and y'all have a great rest of your day. Peace.